Listener Production. Barely brown one side and burnt to a crisp on the other. Oh, it drives me mad. Fresh from the uneven toaster of life. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Should I buy a skateboard, Alex Dyson, or would oh, that be no. really pathetic? Oh, no. You are, oh, my goodness. You are the second friend who's asked me that in two <laughs> weeks. Should I Dude, buy a skateboard? I, I look, I, I, I was like, I'm going to buy a skateboard. And then I saw Felicity Ward buy a skateboard, and I was like, oh, no. I thought I was being interesting and unique when really I'm actually just going through a midlife crisis. Yeah, Karen Wheatley, skateboard, co-founder of Comedy Republic. Skateboard. That's the thing. We're all doing it. I bumped yeah. into a friend on the street. He was carrying a skateboard. I said, oh, I was going to buy a skateboard. Do you know what this is? <laughs> this is mass hysteria. Okay, we're all <laughs> losing the plot. Honestly. Next next thing, teenagers are going to be putting money in superannuation. I mean, the world's topsy-turvy. <laughs> Can we just figure it out? No, look, hope whatever you're up to, what the, whatever hobbies you're doing, uh, it's going well. Um, go skateboard, Matt. Do whatever you want. The, the shackles are off. I'm doing something I never thought I would be doing ever. I'll tell you about that later on. We've also got a few leftovers. Um, and look, because the news is... Very, very rotten these days. I thought Friday, perfect excuse to wheel out that good news train. What has been happening this week that should put a smile on our dial? Not only are we going to wheel out the good news, but we're going to put it on four little wheels and (laughs) wheel it down a half pipe. Uh, And it will be very cool and trendy and on-topic news, okay? And we'll make sure the good news is wearing wrist guards so it doesn't hurt (laughs) itself, okay? Because safety is cool. (laughs) (laughs) This is all day breakfast. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Yes, Matt, very sad to see that despite our best efforts at uh, keeping everyone at home to uh, watch the incredible commentary of the football, aka Matt singing A Whole New World from Aladdin um, on the grand final, didn't keep everybody at home and... I watched that old press conference yesterday, about 500 extra cases in Victoria, directly from people visiting other people's houses for barbecues (laughs) and footy parties. I'm still Ah! waiting for my apology from Victoria. Hey? What's for? Sydney Mockdown. Oh, you're not (laughs) doing it properly, are we? Well, I tell you what, it's not locked down when you're visiting other people's houses. Um... No good. It is frustrating for the people who have been staying put, pushing through, trying to um, save the lives. And like, I did see people, I did see people online going, "Well, does it feel like it's all, all been for nothing?" I think someone was at the at the uh, the bottom rung of that, and they someone replied, "No, because last year in Victoria, by putting that big lockdown two effort in, saved a lot of lives." And um, yeah, that's something to silver lining to be able to um, work with. Absolutely. Not just in Victoria, but around Australia as well. You know, mm. you, you, you by locking down, you didn't let it spread too much. It was a very important thing to do. I got my second vax yesterday, feeling okay. Bit of a sore left limb, but um, double dosed and we're, um, we're getting out show, slowly but surely, Matt. Um, and to help us on our way, I would like some sparkle in our step, please. And it's important to still be mindful of people who can't get vaccinated, who will forever be taking this situation very seriously. Yes. Now, good news. <laughs> What's the good news, Matt? <laughs> There's a couple of good news stories that have been coming out. We thought we'd brighten your day with a little bit of the fun stuff. Instead of boring numbers, let's talk, let's talk good stuff, happiness, joy that's been spread around the world. 
Um, in particular, it's kicking off with Britney Spears. Britney Spears had some good news recently. Yes, that's right. A Los Angeles judge has suspended the father of Britney Spears from his 13-year-long role as the controller of the singer's business affairs, a.k.a. the conservatorship. Um, judge Brenda Penny said it was not tenable and reflects a... Wait on a second. The judge didn't say this. It reflects a toxic environment? Is that deliberate? Why? Oh. Britney's part of Britney's <laughs> biggest songs. Come on, Judge. <laughs> judge Brenda. <laughs> it reflects a toxic environment and Britney certainly isn't saying, give me more. Um, come on, Judge Brenda. You got words matter. <laughs> um, but the good news is uh, Britney's dad, Jamie Spears, will be replaced by um, an accountant, John Zabel, on a temporary <laughs> basis. Wait, is that good news? Yeah, I know. <laughs> We're taking away your dad and put in a stranger who's very good at fudging numbers. I'm sure you'll be able to trust him. Um, well, look, we do wish we do wish Brittany all the best. Absolutely. Um, music news: Mark Hoppus is now cancer-free. The Blink 182 front person revealed that undergoing chemotherapy for cancer has worked, and he's now cancer-three. Chucked up on Instagram saying, just saw my oncologist and I'm cancer-free. Thank God in the universe and friends and family and everyone who sent support, kindness and love. Still have to get scanned every six months and it'll take me from the end of the year to get back to normal. What an amazing day. Can I get a W in the chat? Well, here is a W from All Day Breakfast, Mike Hoppus. Yeah, huge win. Yeah, you provided some incredible tunes over the years. And um, I got to interview him and Tom backstage at Soundwave one year. Very nice gentleman. So there you go. Absolutely. Now heading over to Africa now, Tunisia has named uh, their very first- Tunisia. Tunisia. Tunisia, Tunisia, Tunisia has named their very first female Prime Minister. Do not let the pronunciation of that country go awry, Matt, please. <laughs> please. Dude, I still can't believe that. I, I, for years and years and years. Apparently we have a treat for people in leftovers of when that first got happened. But you're right, first female Prime Minister in Tunisia, so that's incredible. Uh, so shout out to Rauda Boudin Ramadani, um, who's the first female Prime Minister after President Kay Saeed froze the parliament and sacked her predecessor in July this year. Tunisia, a country that has a president and a prime minister, so there is still a male president, as there has been a lot there, but good on Tunisia. Um, some nice progress there. I, I'm always reminded of, you know when um, like correspondents from The Daily Show go around and talk to people at rallies and that kind of thing? And it was mm. back when Hillary Clinton was running. This woman was saying, oh, she can't be president. You know, she's a woman. She might get emotional and start a war or something like that. And the guy says... Hasn't every war been started by a man? <laughs> and she's like, well, yes, I guess so. <laughs> so good on you, Tunisia. Um, the world's oldest living rainforest in North Queensland has been returned to its custodians in a historic handback ceremony uh, in far North Queensland. So the Eastern Kukuyalanji people have taken formal ownership of the 160,000 hectares of country stretching from Mossman to Cooktown, including the UNESCO World Heritage listed Daintree National Park. And finally, a turtle has held up dozens of passengers and flight crews at an airport in Japan after taking its sweet time while attempting to cross the tarmac. The cute disturbance turned out to be a welcome one, the airline said in a statement. In Hawaii, sea turtles are seen as bringing good luck and we hope this turtle that came to see the flight off signals a bright future. Well, that was very nice, wandering across. Um, no word as to whether it was chasing a hare and is what position it was uh, currently placed in the race. But uh, my bet is, Matt, took out the podium. 
Oh, Alex Dyson, I feel like George Costanza after he left that meeting when he should have said, leave the... The jerk's door called. (laughs) They're running out of you. (laughs) I had a great whippy smart line about the turtle. I was going to say, oh, must be the new turtle, the new Ninja Turtle that no one's met yet. Um, Plain Delayo. That's what I was going to say. Oof. I could say to that one. Uh, but look, we are moving on with the show. And Matt, uh, I couldn't believe Sunday night, we've got to do a podcast the next day. I'm up at midnight watching Lando Norris go off the track and lose first place to Lewis Hamilton in the Russian Grand Prix. Now, in no <laughs> reality over my last 33 wonderful years, did I think I would be deliberately staying up to watch motorsport? But um, i got to tell you, someone said watch Drive to Survive, Formula One on Netflix. I did. Me and Woods did three seasons in one week. Oh. And once we ran out of that, all we had was the live stuff. Bro, I still don't understand F1. Yeah. Like I'm, I literally, I watch F1 and I just think, why don't you just drive faster? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like every time I'm like, why don't you just, why doesn't the fastest car just win? Well, it does frequently, um, which is what I learned by watching it. But yeah, saw the first episode, which was filmed three years ago at the Australian Grand Prix following Daniel Ricciardo, got into it. But then you learn up all these other things and I, like I didn't expect Woods to like it even more than me. Um, but she really loved it because it's kind of like Game of Thrones because there's only 20 cars. And so only 20 drivers in the entire world could be F1 drivers. There's 10 teams. So two drivers in each team. Like the idea of the interview is like, it's tough when your biggest enemy is your teammates because that's the only one you can compare yourself against the exact car. So they're trying to beat each other whilst they're trying to beat the other teams. And you've got people from all over the world. And we watched it and now I'm, buddy, I'm into, what does that make me? You know what I've been watching? I've been watching Love It or Listed Australia, season three, every episode for the second time. <laughs> So I don't know anything about these Formula One cars, but I could tell you where to put an extra room and how to do up that ensuite. Well, I was pretty pretty surprised. Um, Elizabeth is actually uh, on the line too. Good day, Liz. Hello, how are you? So good. Talk to me about Drive to Survive. Oh, I mean, I just did the biggest eye roll ever when Matt said, why can't they just drive faster? <laughs> I wish you could have seen it. Oh, sorry. I didn't realise... You've been studying <laughs> F1 for 30 years. I didn't realise we were talking to a doctorate of F1. I mean, surely you, you've just jumped on the bandwagon too, right? I mean, it's it's been in my periphery, but I did, I mean, get on it when the first season of Drive to Survive came out. I was completely hooked. So it's just the best show ever. There you go, Liz. Who's your favourite driver? Is it um, uh, Esteban Ocon? Uh, is it Kimi Raikkonen, the elder statesman? Are we talking Sebastian Vettel? What about Carlos Sainz? i got a friend who likes Carlos. I do. I do love Sainz. He's actually up there with my favourite, but I have to be a very basic fan and say that I just love Daniel Ricciardo so oh, much. Oh, his smile will bloody light up a Sochi track. Is Daniel Ricciardo the best in the world? No, unfortunately not. No, that would be uh, Lewis Hamilton who won oh, this one yes, I was watching. Course. Been smashing yep. it. Uh, people reckon Max Verstappen, very good driver in the Red Bull. Uh, they've been having a big, big battle this year, which I found out. But, yeah, I never thought I would. Like I was reading an article how it is becoming a bit of a phenomenon. Um, it doesn't mention the environmental impact, which I, w- I thought the petrol while they're doing it would be 
the worst bit, but apparently it's just flying the cars and the pit crews and everyone round everywhere. So I think they got to clean clean up their act there before I can truly call myself a fan. But um, Matt, it's pretty engaging stuff. Liz, do you think that you've taken a keener interest in motors, sports in general, or even just cars in general because of this? Um, I want to say not really. Um, none of the other motorsports have like the same, I guess, pizzazz or um, finesse that the F1 does. But like maybe if they got on a Netflix deal, then we could get some more bandwagoners jumping on that those other motorsports as well. Well, I heard that they're going to sort of start. I he, he, I heard the PGA Tour, the the golf, will be having its own sort of uh, documentary, <laughs> which, I mean, I was sceptical for F1, so I'm not going to absolutely rule it out. I would think the pants alone would make me not want to watch it as much as the, um, the F1. But look, strange things have happened. Liz, what are your previous viewing habits, okay? Because, uh, you know, when I go home, I'm I'm stuck in front of, Bachelor in Paradise, US Bachelor, Australian Bachelor, <laughs> Farmer Wants a Wife. Man, you need some variety in your diet. <laughs> and if I yeah. get hold of the remote, then it's Million Dollar Listings LA, <laughs> Selling Houses Australia, Love It or List It. Now, what were you watching that, that you could convert into suddenly an F1 star fan? I mean, uh, I'm a bit of a sitcom gal. But it, it is like reality TV adjacent. Like they call it a docu, like a docu series. But at the core of it, I feel like it's pretty much just reality TV, but just dressed up with like a sexier name to make it seem cooler. Mm, it's just drama, and the cars are fast. Yeah, a lot of drama. <laughs> is there things like that? They're they're filming them backstage before the race, and they're like, if that asshole Lewis tries to. <laughs> swing past me on the second turn, he's going to get a cup of my OJ at the after party. Is it that sort of stuff? Are you sure you haven't watched it, Matt? Because that's <laughs> It's very similar, but with a few more French and Austrian accents. Um, the head of the Mercedes team is called Toto Wolf, and that tells you all you need to know about that man. Now, um, I've also been watching Alone, speaking of wolves. You should get into that, anyone, as well. That's, that's real. like, dump people in... Alaska or Canada and they have to live with 10 items. They've got to live for a hundred days and it starts to snow. They've got to catch food and I'm a new man, Matt. I'm a new man. I know how to gut a moose. I, can t- I know how to quarter a moose and change an F1 engine. So it's going to be a whole new rat dog by the time this bloody lockdown's over. But look, thanks for uh, fanning out with me for uh, that particular series there, Liz. We really appreciate it. And um What's the next Grand Prix? Um, when it's, it's in two weeks. i got to wait a whole more week. It's not this weekend. Oh, damn. I think it's in, in Istanbul, so it should be a good one. Ooh, the Turkish Grand Prix. All right, I, I, well. could, I could have made that up, actually. Please. No, I think <laughs> you're actually really on spot on. <laughs> I think you're spot on <laughs> on the 11th. Beautiful, Liz. Well, thank you. We'll catch you later. Thanks, guys. See ya. Bye. Bye. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. All day breakfast. Well, you're still not currently allowed to have visitors uh, in households in New South Wales and in Victoria. Um, has this been the case for about 13 weeks now, being a Sydney sider myself? But um, I did have one visitor last night, I'm not afraid to admit. You, you, someone came around to your place. Had a visitor, yeah, that's right, Barry. Uh oh. Barry came round. Not our old friend Barry Crocker, <laughs> aka an absolute shocker. Well, 
Well, my partner Belinda actually invited Barry around this time, which is <laughs> oh, which no. is good because I usually have him on speed dial. <laughs> but she actually sent the invites out, and he um, abruptly accepted. <laughs> No, nah, look. It, it Whenever there's an opportunity for Barry to come around, he usually takes it. Very few times does Barry leave you on red. He's very, very quick on the response, Barry Crocker. <laughs> so, look, it wasn't a big deal, but Belle all week has been telling me that childcare AGM is on, and uh, that's the you know annual general meeting, which, as you can imagine, for your is- childcare. Yeah, for the childcare centre. You know, it's yeah, like- I'm going to have kids real soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what would I prefer to be doing at 7.30 on a Wednesday night? Oh, no. A Zoom meeting of the childcare annual general meeting. Bro, this is absolutely- With parents from everywhere. life, yeah. And, you know, I'm sure that they'll be talking about so many different things. Uh, what the menu has in store, um, you know, painting the balcony or whatever. Like, it's all just stuff like that. Yep. Do you have to go? Look, eventually you are going to find some interesting stuff there. You know, there'll be changes to the childcare curriculum that, you know, they're teaching what, kids. What, moving from crayons to pencils? <laughs> what are we talking about here? <laughs> what, yeah, why do you, you know. need to be there? <laughs> you just find out stuff. Trust me, it's a whole community, okay? There's there's issues, there's discussions around gastro being, you know, put around. <laughs> yeah. and it's all important not stuff. Not selling it to me, my man. It's not selling <laughs> it to me. Anyway, all week, Belle's like, so are you, are you going to go to the meeting or should I go to the meeting? And I was like, well, whoever's putting Sophia to bed, the other person will go to the meeting, you know? And so it's like, well, do you want to do it? I'm happy to put Sophia to bed. And it's like, well, I'm happy to put One Sophia to bed. One cares for the child, go. one goes to childcare. Yeah. <laughs> and we're doing that all week. We've been talking about this meeting. Wednesday night starts at 7.30. Wednesday night starts at 7.30. Anyways, we get close to the meeting. Belle's like, they haven't sent us the link yet to the Zoom, right? So she sends the head of the daycare uh, email going, hey, when is this happening? No reply. She's like, that's a bit strange. I hate when they don't send the link. I know. We're like freaking out. We're trying to figure out what to do. I jump on already in front of my computer, Zoom mic. I mean, the Zoom, the, the webcam's the on. I got the ring light going, got the mic up, waiting for this link to come through. Nothing's coming through. I decide to check the date from the, on the email. The meeting is on the 27th of October next month. You're sitting there on the 27th of September. No, that's the thing. I thought, oh, we've got a, we've got a month off. <laughs> I checked the date. I'm sitting there on the 28th of September, which is a Wednesday. Yeah. The meeting's on Tuesday, the 27th of October. So we've got wrong, day wrong. <laughs> we've gotten day wrong. We've gotten <laughs> date wrong. We've gotten month wrong. I'm like, okay. none of this is at all even remotely close. So it's not on a Wednesday, it's on a Tuesday. <laughs> not on the 20s. Yeah, well, yeah, it's not on the 27th, it's on the 28th. It's Wait, not in yeah. September, it's in October. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, how? That's three from three. How did this even happen? Three from, not even, if it was just on the same day, I'd be like, oh, well, you saw Tuesday. Or, oh, it was 28th. But no, nothing. We just got it all wrong. Three from three. When have, have you ever gotten a date just completely oh, wrong? Oh, mate, I rocked up to a gig the day before and I'm like talking to the door person. I was like, oh, I'm here for the um, uh, the Boy and Bear album launch or whatever <laughs> it was at the time. Like, they had no idea what I was talking about. <laughs> it was rocking up. It was like a period. Like, 
when it rains, it pours, I find. Like, I think I did it twice. <laughs> like, I did something the week. I think Josh Thomas doing a, a comedy show. It was like I was getting ready to go a week early to this thing. It was <laughs> like I, I had a period there where I was I was just scattergutting everything. I'm, I'm loving the idea of the door person. The baby. Uh, let me let me just check. Do, do, we, do we have a, a boy and a bear here? Uh, sorry. I don't know what's going on. But anyway, let us know. Wrong dates. When have uh, when have you got those mixed up? Has it been a birthday? Has it been a wedding? I would love oh. for, for someone to uh, to get that one wrong. <laughs> got the suit tie ready. Big the big cake made. Niced. <laughs> oh dear. Well, when we get to the end of every week, Matt O'Kine, we like to get through the correspondence that we love receiving from you but never have time every single day to uh, to read it out. It is the segment we called Leftovers. What have the people been saying, Matt? The first message I really regret having read, to be honest. Um, <laughs> it's from Mariah and it's on the topic of uh, dodgy housemates. Mariah says, my housemate refused to buy toilet paper because he claimed to never use it. Weeks later, I wondered why a brush was in the shower, and now I realise he was a shower pooper. <laughs> oh, no, we just ruined Feces Free Friday. Oh, again. We cannot get a single week without ruining it for you. I'm sorry, sorry. You deserve better than this. Um, it's usually an ironclad guarantee, but I tell you what, we're cladding it in leaves and sap at the moment because... Yeah, every week we seem to do it, but no, it's, that's dodgy. It's managed to squeeze through like a um, no brownie in a, through a shower drain. Hillary sent a message uh, saying, I have a burning question to ask. Does Bron turn her mic on to laugh or is it always on and she's just otherwise sitting silently in the background? Every time I hear it, I always wonder what the go is. Well, I sort of turn Bron's mic on every now and again. Um, you know, when it comes on for Clickfish, comes on to have a chat. But um, sometimes we don't record bronze, so you can just sort of hear it in the background of my my one. But usually we sort of, um, you just, you don't laugh is the issue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just silence from my end at all times. Well, that's why we have, that's why we have the backup, the canned Bron laugh uh, whenever we need it. Oh, yeah, where is that? Oh, my God, we do. Where, here we go. Just in case Bron doesn't give us the love that we deserve on a particular punchline, we could give her a laugh, which we took from a script one time. It sounded like this. Ha <laughs> 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 um, Oz Air has texted in, said Ian Dyson turning the table. Oh, this is about Ian Dyson turning the tables on library staff. Um, says, loved the Ian Dyson story. Literally punched the air when he shushed the librarian. Thank you, Isaiah. I mean, yes, it is. It was a true underdog story to um, see the yeah, the shushi become the shusher was was pretty damn good. And I think he's going to sell the film rights to that story. Um, <laughs> Liam Neeson's which... going to play the shusher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know who you are. I don't know where you're from, <laughs> but I will find you and I will shush you, um, Margaret. There's a message about Mind Blown. Yeah, Margaret said, heck yes, bananas have segments. My dad used to take great joy in splitting a banana with his thumb. There you go. That's a hefty thumbs up. I wonder whether he left the banana on his thumb and gave him a really long, 
hitchhiking finger. Um, Emmett says, really wanted to correct Matt for saying, now this is Emmett who messaged, we did mention this, uh, for saying something goes awry instead of something goes awry. Now we've tracked down the audio. Here is your Friday treat of a man not knowing what he's doing. I've seen enough movies to know that it's not just inside the haunted house where things go a little awry, okay? I, I fully said that. With all the conviction in the world of a man that knows what he's saying. Like I can't even say I mispronounced it or anything. Like I am a published author. That would, I, it's honestly feeling, I feel like if you went to like a butcher and asked for steak and they'd be like, what's that? You know, like, like that's how I feel. You know, steak. And he's like, oh, yeah, I've got some steak off the back, out the back. Uh, Brian from Wollongong, g'day to you. G'day, how you going? So good, man. Uh, now, you've messaged in in regards to I talk about dodgy housemates. Tell us your story, man. Uh, yeah, it's not really about my, my roommate, but it's more of a um, cat. Oh, yeah. Oh. Right. And okay. it's only been like a couple of weeks. So. Is it your kitten and or is it just a rando kitten or is it a uh, housemate's kitten? It's her kitten. Oh, right, right, right. And I hate when new housemates come in and they think they own the place straight away. You really need to settle in. But um, how's yours going? Oh, uh, no, this was a while ago. So um, so the story is, so she got it and then asked me to mind it for her because she's going away for a night. So one night I was watching Friends and I couldn't find where the cat was. They're very independent so, creatures, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. So it came back, right, and he wanted to cuddle up with me. And then I was like, looked up to my partner. I go, what's that smell, Tilly? And I go... Oh, there's poo on its feet. Oh. <laughs> like it was upstairs playing its bit of poo and then came down, cuddled up on me and then smeared all its poo all over my chest. Oh, uh, <laughs> probably been hanging out in Mariah's shower. That's not the best there. But um, <laughs> once again, ruining our promise of an FFF to our <laughs> listeners. But that's, a, that's an awful story, Brian. Um, thank you for joining us. Have a good day. And thank you very much for listening to All Day Breakfast today. Um, we're going to be back with you on Monday for a very, very big show. I'll be um, nice and rested because there's no Grand Prix this weekend. But um, please, if you haven't had the opportunity yet, uh, jump on the link on our Insta bio and um, do a little survey about the show. Um, it's going to be up until Sunday. So if you um, want your little Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast suggestion box and your chance to win one of officially five all-day breakfast robes that are left. They're very rare. Please get on it, submit yours, and it could be coming to you for a little thank you for helping us out and um, also making this show better for you, which is truly the greatest prize of all. Thanks for hanging out with us all week. We can't wait to see you on Monday. Bye for now. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex. Listener.